0: risen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Shout to the Lord with all the joy and thanksgiving in your heart and praise God for the majesty of his power and grace. Welcome and thank you for joining First Christian Church Disciples of Christ in Anniston, Alabama this Easter morning. I'm Pastor Laura Hutchinson and I'm sitting outside on my porch welcoming in this amazing day and you. I am so grateful you've joined us. Now, before we get started, I want to encourage you to go get the elements for the Lord's Supper, some kind of bread and juice and light a candle representing the light of Christ in our midst, a light that cannot be extinguished even by death. Happy Easter, everyone. I love you. Christ our Lord is risen today. Hallelujah. We may not be able to worship as a community on Easter Sunday for the first time in our entire lives, but God is with us nonetheless. We worship this day, a risen Lord, and we are united by our love for Jesus, no matter where we are in this world. Let us worship with full and joyful hearts. Let us worship in the name of the Father and the Son Today's scripture comes from Matthew 28, 1 through 10. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, "'Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you.' So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples, Suddenly Jesus met them and said greetings, and they came to him, took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Hear us now as we silently confess our sins. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. We are forgiven. Glory be to God the Almighty. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. In these past weeks, we have walked in your footsteps. We have followed you to the cross, and we have wept with the hopelessness of your disciples. It has been a difficult journey, both emotionally and physically. But Lent is over, and fear has been vanquished. You have risen from the grave, and we are free. It's not hard for us to understand how they must have felt that terrible Friday of your death. We have been standing on the threshold of a new and scary world, one where a virus of death reigns and uncertainty abounds. We've wondered at your plan for our world and called out your name in the darkness. But this morning, as the sun breaches the mountaintops and the dew settles on the grass, we can breathe a sigh of relief because we are assured once again that even in times of greatest confusion— your power remains unchallenged. Thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy, all given to us without merit. Thank you for your suffering, Son. Thank you for coming to us the way you did. Thank you for walking in our footsteps so that now we may walk in yours. Thank you for your, for your humility. Thank you for your death, and most importantly, Thank you for vanquishing death and sin once and for all, so that we can be with you now and always. You are our strength when we are weak. You are the treasure that we seek. You are our all in all. We pray for each member of our congregation, for each and every person listening today. Bless them with the assurance and understanding of the resurrection and heal them, not only of illness and injury, but also of worry anxiety, fear, anger, hatred, jealousy, and judgment. Be with our world, especially with those who do not yet know you. Open their eyes to you in a new way this Easter Sunday 2020. Draw the world to you as you have never done before and allow people to see you for your love, your grace, and your power over this universe that you created and continue to sustain. Heal broken relationships. Strip minds and hearts of prejudice and cruelty. Free all people from greed. Make this world safe for every animal, every child, every woman, and every man. Usher in your kingdom once and for all, and let there finally be peace on earth forevermore. Hear us now as we pray the prayer your Son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us pray. God of resurrection, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Now, I want you to think about the world that we're living in right now. We are living in a world of anxiety and fear of extreme restriction and loss. We are living under an oppressive regime, and it's called pandemic. The pandemic oppresses us in such a way that we are now afraid of everyone we meet. Are they going to hurt us? Are they secretly carrying the virus? Can they be trusted? We stay in our homes unless we're essential workers, and then we put our lives on the line to do our jobs or to oppose this dangerous oppressor. Imagine that the pandemic empire has ruled over us, not for a month or three months or even a year. Imagine that we have been under the pandemic rule for hundreds of years. Imagine that no one living has any memory of what life was like before the virus took over. But your whole life, you've been hearing predictions that God would send a savior to end the pandemic once and for all. And finally, free you and your family and your loved ones and everyone you know from this oppressive way of living. And then one day, CNN and Fox News and MSNBC, they all start reporting that someone has the answer, that a man has discovered a cure. They report that individuals in towns and villages have been healed and are now free to walk into the world without fear or gloves or face masks. They can now hug their loved ones and go to work and even worship in church without fear of contracting or spreading the disease. And so you wait for this savior to come to your town or to make the cure available to you and your loved ones. And you see on the news that he's speaking to large groups about his plans for the world, his plans to release the cure to every human being on the planet. And you cry with relief that your imprisonment is about to end. You believe this man is the real deal because he's already shown what he can do with these miraculous healings. So you call your neighbors and your loved ones and you say, have you heard? Do you know that there's a man who's going to free us from the pandemic? That because of him, we will never have to live under pandemic rule again. Just turn on the news and see for yourself. This man is so legitimate that even Snopes.com says he is not a hoax, that his cures have been the real deal and confirmed by all authorities. You are so overjoyed that your heart is filled to bursting and you get on your knees to praise God for finally answering your prayers. You feel real hope for the first time in your entire life. But then... One dark gray Friday, you hear a rumor that the man has contracted the virus and your heart skips a beat with worry, but you say, no, it'll be okay. If he can cure those other people, he can cure himself. But inexplicably, the news reports that the man has refused to accept the cure and he's resigned himself to dying at the hands of the pandemic. And you think, it's not going to happen. He's the savior. He can't save us from the virus if the virus kills him. And he promised that he would save us. But as the hours passed that Friday, reports of the man's illness got more dire. He was having trouble breathing and they were going to put him on a ventilator. And your hope wavers even more. And then around three o'clock, there was breaking news that the man who was supposed to save the world from the pandemic was dead, and the hope for a cure died with him. So how do you feel? How do you swallow such devastating news? Your throat feels like it's closing up, and you can barely breathe. Around your neighborhood, you hear your neighbors crying out with hopelessness and fear as they learn the news, too. Houses around town and around the world, they hang black banners from their homes to express their grief. The pandemic has won, and fear has settled into the hearts of all with a suffocating certainty. This is how Jesus' followers felt when Jesus died upon that cross. And as Mary Magdalene and the other Mary approached the tomb early that Sunday morning, they were so scared of what the future held for them that they were choking on it. The Jewish people's Messiah had died before he could actually save them from the oppression of Rome, and everything they hoped for died with him. When they went to Jesus' tomb to anoint his body, they were also laying to rest any hope that they would ever have again. Their fear was here to stay. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Do not be afraid. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. Living without God is frightening. All of the disciples, men, women, and children, they were all in a state of shock and terror because they thought God had completely abandoned them forever. So there's a temptation to feel a similar kind of fear when we read the numbers of deaths, when we see the mass graves being dug in New York, when we hear experts say that the world will never be the same again. Hope can dissipate and fear can move in. The two Marys had only emptiness and fear as they stood before the tomb that day, and the angel said, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. With fear and great joy. Can you relate to that feeling? It's the feeling you get when you find out your mother, who had been fighting cancer for years, has been declared cancer-free. Fear and great joy. Fear that this is a false hope and not really true. And great joy because the doctor said, cancer-free. The Marys were at once exhilarated by what the angel had told them and terrified that it wasn't actually true. So what does Jesus do for them? Well, suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings! And they came to him and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. And then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Even though the angel said that Jesus would meet them in Galilee, he came to them early to alleviate their fear once and for all. Because he knew that people would think it was too good to be true, and their brains designed to protect them from harm would keep them from accepting the good news in case it wasn't true, and they would be hurt all over again. So Jesus appears and says, Do not be afraid. Jesus said, Do not be afraid because I really have been raised. Do not be afraid because I didn't fail you. Do not be afraid, because God didn't abandon you. Do not be afraid. You are safe with me forever. Do not be afraid. Everything is going to be okay. Do not be afraid. I am here with you always. Do not be afraid. You now live in a world where resurrection is real. Jesus says, do not be afraid. This virus will not beat us. Do not be afraid. God has not abandoned us. Do not be afraid. We live in a world where resurrection is real. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I am here. I love you. And sickness and death are not the end of this story. Not ever again. Praise be to God the Almighty. Jesus lives, and because He lives, we do too. Happy Easter, everyone. Happy Easter. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You are a child of God, loved and cherished in every way. You are so deeply loved that even if you have not yet acknowledged God's existence, he still was willing to die for you. Come to the Lord now and give your life to Jesus. Kneel humbly before the risen Christ and give your heart, your soul, and your mind to him now and forever. God craves a relationship with you and has been waiting patiently for you all this time. And so you are invited to give your life to God in the name of Jesus this Easter Sunday morning. <music> Today, Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, is what it is all about. It's the reason we call ourselves Christians. It's the reason we pray in the name of Jesus. It's the reason we worship on a regular basis. And it's the reason we are all here today. God gave everything for us. He paid the price of our sins with suffering that we will hopefully never really understand. And God performed the greatest miracle since the dawn of creation only because God wanted to be with us. Resurrection. And so we are grateful. One of the ways that we express that gratitude to God is to lay gifts of sacrifice at God's altar. That's what our tithes and offerings literally are. Sacrifices made to God in the name of Jesus as a way of giving praise and saying, Thank you for all that God has done. And so I invite you to give of your offerings to First Christian Church today. You can mail checks to First Christian Church at 1327 Layton Avenue, L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N Avenue, Anniston, A-N-N-I-S-T-O-N, Alabama, 36207. Or you can go to www.fccanniston.org. Fccanniston.org. Scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the Donate Now button. And there you can tithe using a credit or a debit card or by using PayPal. And so I invite you now to give. This poem, Forever in the Heart There Springs, is by Thomas Troger. Forever in the heart there springs a hunger never touched by things, and if unmet this inward need goes prowling as incessant greed. We reach and reach for more and more, while with each gain we still seem poor. We work to earn what can't be bought, through prayer and faith it must be sought. True bread of heaven, life divine, eternal manna, holy sign. Our need of you incites our quest. Your presence brings our search to rest. The hollow, hungry heart is filled and all its grasping motions stilled. Our quenchless thirst is satisfied and every need and want supplied. Let Christ be praised for evermore, who makes us rich when we are poor, who sees the tattered begging soul beneath the cloak of class and role, who hears the heart's unspoken groan and meets our need as if his own, to whom all thirst and hunger yield, the bread whose taste is truth revealed. In Christ Jesus, our hunger is satisfied and thirst is quenched. It is in the sacrifice that our sins are washed clean, and it is in the resurrection that we are saved. Come to the table, one and all, and celebrate our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. On the night when the Lord was betrayed, he took the bread, blessed it, and said, This is my body broken for you. Eat it in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, blessed it, and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. As often as you drink of it, drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Let us pray. O oh, gracious God, we thank you. We thank you for your Son, for coming to us in the form of a man who walked this earth and lived this life and breathed this air just as we do. We thank you, God, for the sacrifice. We thank you for the resurrection. We thank you for salvation and for the forgiveness of sins. We ask for blessings upon this bread and this cup. Bless us, Lord, that we might walk with you forevermore. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Now I invite you to take the bread, the body of Christ broken for you. And now the cup, the blood of Christ shed for you. By partaking in this meal, we remember that Christ was born, Christ died, Christ was raised, Christ will come again. This is the mystery of our faith. Thanks be to God. Today our Savior lives. It is a glorious day filled with hope and joy and salvation. No matter what happens, no matter what comes our way, we live in a world of resurrection We live in a world of hope and of God's peace. Go in peace, my friends, and be blessed. Amen.